Welcome to our message for Trinity Sunday, June the 12th, 2022. Our text comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 16, verses 12 through 15. Jesus is speaking and he says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Let us pray. Come Holy Spirit, fill our hearts and our lives. Empower us to be the people that you called us to be. Lord, today help us to cease striving, to let go of the rules and the demands of a religious culture and simply fall more deeply in love with Christ. Lord, I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. So often we make Christianity a burden. We fill it with impossible rules and demands that no one can reasonably follow. We set ourselves up for failure. For some, religion is all about the don'ts. Don't drink, don't do drugs, don't smoke, don't get tattoos, don't have premarital sex, and the list goes on and on depending on the church. Religion tells you that if you don't do the don'ts, then you're okay. But religion's wrong. Not doing the don'ts doesn't guarantee a relationship with Christ. It doesn't guarantee a surrender to God's grace in our lives. It simply doesn't do enough for us. Religion also tells you that if you do the don'ts, you're going to hell. That if you do anything of those things or have done them, then you're going to hell. You're going to be punished for eternity for what you've done. But once again, religion is wrong. Uh, doing the don'ts doesn't condemn us for all eternity. It doesn't, uh, it, it doesn't condemn us at all. Some people, even some pastors, put numerous demands on people for salvation. Work more. Attend more. Volunteer more. Serve more. Give more. Uh, we, we, even we pastors are bad to try to get people to do more and more and more, to try to please God, to try to earn forgiveness, to try to earn salvation, to try to punch their ticket into heaven any way you want to slice that. Too often we require more than Christ re- requires. I want you to hear that. We, we pastors, we churches, too often require more of our folks than Christ requires. You see, we are saved by faith in what Christ did, not as a result of works. There's nothing we can do to add to what Christ did. There's nothing we do to earn our forgiveness. There's nothing we do to earn our place with Christ. Jesus did it for us. We are saved by what Christ did, not by our own efforts. Our religious rules are actually an obstacle to grace. And they've pushed too many people away from God. When we put heavy burdens on people, we're being like the Pharisees, not like Christ. What Christ offers is very different. Christ does for us what we could never do for ourselves. Christ gives us the Holy Spirit to carry us. Uh, Back during the pandemic, my family was able to take a vacation 
to a condo way away from everybody so we could socially isolate. But we, we were in Hilton Head, South Carolina at a condo on the beach uh, on Wednesday of that week. <clears throat> uh, the, our family was out at the, uh, out by the ocean, and, and I walked into the water to see some of what the, the uh, family had discovered. As I, as I walked back out, though, I accidentally stepped on a stingray. He, he buried the barb of his stinger uh, an inch and a half into my foot. And I felt searing pain like I'd never felt before. I screamed, called out, and just hit the ground in, in about a foot of water. I was, uh, I was horrified, and I was in pain that I can't even begin to describe. Uh, I, was, I was hurting so bad, I just hoped that I would pass out. I was absolutely helpless to do anything for myself. I was hopeless and helpless at that point, but people came to my aid. My family surrounded me. Even one uh, volunteer from the beach joined in, and they picked me up, and they carried me out of the water, which I couldn't even do for myself. I couldn't make it to the ambulance when it came, and so they picked me up, and they carried me to the ambulance. Uh, I couldn't make it back up to the third floor of our condo. There was no elevator. It was steps all the way, and so my family got underneath my arms, and they helped me climb the stairs to get back to our room. They were there for me. My family surrounded me. When I couldn't walk, they carried me. It was my loving relationship with other people that got me through one of the worst days of my life, not my good behavior. I didn't survive that trauma to my life because of my own strength or my own ability or my own willpower or because I had done the right things but because people came along beside me and did for me what I could not do for myself. Jesus tells the disciples that he's sending an, a helper. The Greek word for that is paraclete. Paraclete is the word in Greek for the Holy Spirit, and it actually translates as called to one's aid. The Holy Spirit is one who is called to our aid, so that when we are in trouble, when we have done the don'ts, when we've been wrong, when we have failed to love God, when we have failed to love others, God doesn't send judgment upon us, but instead sends the Holy Spirit to carry us, to come to our aid, to do for us and through us what we could never do for ourselves. The Holy Spirit doesn't come to make demands, but to offer assistance. In fact, Christ offers us the same power by which he lived. It wasn't by his own willpower that Jesus resisted temptation. It was the Holy Spirit in him that enabled him to do that. It wasn't his power that healed the sick or even raised the dead. It was the Holy Spirit working through him. Jesus did nothing on earth as God, but as a human empowered by the Holy Spirit. Although he was God, he did not use his power for his own purposes. Check that out in Philippians chapter 2. Jesus didn't come to demonstrate godly power. He came to show us how God empowers humans to live. In Christ, we don't see a divine superhero, but we see the ideal humanity. We see who God created people to be. The Holy Spirit does the same thing in us. In fact, Jesus says earlier in John chapter 14, verse 12, Very truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. In fact, 
will do greater works than these because I am going to the Father. You see, Jesus is going to the Father so that he can send the Spirit, the Helper, the Paraclete, who enables us to do all that Jesus did and even greater still. The Holy Spirit comes to empower us, to aid us, to help us to do all that God has called us to do. The work of the Christian is not to follow a long list of rules, but to grow in love for Christ and for one another. Those are the only two rules that Christ left us to to love one another and, and to love God with all that we are. The more fully we surrender to Christ, the more easily the Holy Spirit is able to carry us. The opposite is also true. When we don't care for our relationship with Christ, when we don't cultivate that relationship, we may find ourselves resisting the Spirit's help in our lives. It's what the New Testament calls quenching the Spirit. When we are not maintaining a healthy relationship with Christ, we may resist the work of the Holy Spirit. The work of the Christian is to invite Christ more thoroughly into our lives so that, in fact, Christ is in us, the hope of glory, so that it is no longer we who live, but it's Christ who lives in us. On this Trinity Sunday, I'm reminded of the description of the Trinity as perichoresis, or circle dance. The, the word perichoresis is one of the earliest words used to describe the, the Trinity in it, it comes from uh, two words, peri, which means around, and choresis, which is a root word for choreography. And so it's to dance in a circle. And the, the early church leaders had this notion of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit engaged in this eternal dance of love, of supporting one another, of outdoing one another in honor. They, For all of eternity, they've been dancing together in this circle dance. And for us now, God is not loading us up with burdensome demands. The Pharisees did that, and Jesus hated it. God isn't asking enormous demands of us. Instead, God is inviting us to dance. Come to the dance. Today, I pray that you'll say yes. Amen.